Hey everybody, it's Eric Torenberg, co-founder, partner of Village Global, a network-driven venture firm. And this is Venture Stories, a podcast covering topics relating to tech and business with world-leading experts. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Village Global's Venture Stories. I'm here today joined by two very special guests, Tom White and Kyla Scanlon, both running on deck investors. Guys, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Eric. Thanks, Eric. You guys, we've just uh, announced uh, that uh, we've launched on deck investors today. Why don't you describe what is ODI and uh, and why why you're the people to to, to run it? Perhaps Kyla, we can uh, we can start with you. Sure. Yeah. So on deck investing is a place for people to manage their life portfolio. So it's a 10 week program. The first half of the program is going to talk about personal finance and the second half is going to talk about investment analysis and research. So it should be a pretty well-rounded experience. Um, and in terms of me and, and who I am and, and why I'm running it or helping with it is um, I'm so I've been trading for about seven years. So I started trading when I was in high school uh, and then I worked on the buy side for a little bit, majored in finance at university. And uh, I actually make like TikToks and, and, and different uh, financial content. So have always been really interested in the space. And for me, it's really important to help people learn how to invest um, because I think like the way that we raise up our collective communities and the way that we help people um, is through like how they like, think about money and actively investing. So I think that's my goal and on deck investing is an awesome way to help people do that. Tom, how about you? I've fallen in love with uh, the public markets and the private markets ever since eighth grade when I participated in uh, Newsday, my local newspaper's uh, stock market game. The idea that I could give money to someone else, not do anything and have them grow it was really, really attractive to a 14, 15 year old. Um, so I participated in that. Um, and ironically, I never took uh, like a business class in high school or college. So I really don't have that traditional background. I learned how to invest to trade by one, making mistakes, two, by reading copious amounts of material from the best of the best, whether that's Warren Buffett, Jim O'Shaughnessy, Peter Lynch, Morgan Housel uh, recently as of late. In my opinion, ironically enough, I think the way that finance is really becoming decentralized and people have access to more information than ever, there's never really been a better time, but also never been a worse time to be an investor because of all this signal and noise that's out there. And I think moving forward, um, it's incre- people like me are increasingly going to become the rule as opposed to the exception. Um, people learning about finance, learning about investing, learning about kind of getting their own personal financial house in order outside of the confines of traditional institutions, of university classrooms, and of Wall Street. So for me, I'm insanely passionate about investing um, because I think it's really important to kind of break down the information asymmetry that exists between Wall Street and Main Street, for lack of a better term. Uh, and I, I, I was involved with on deck writing. That's actually how I met Kyla, and this program kind of came to fruition. But um, and I write a lot about behavior, psychology, the brain, and what I think is going to differentiate uh, ODI on deck investing um, is that. There's really no ground more fertile, like no universe more nuanced uh, and expansive than uh, like humanity psychology and relationship to money. So I really want to kind of bring that to the foreground to really 
closely examine that and have a community of really intelligent, really motivated individuals uh, off of which to uh, to bounce ideas, theses, uh, and different kind of thoughts around personal finance and investing. So I'm absolutely gangbusters excited to uh, to jump in here. And, and Tom, is, is it also true that you moonlight on the side as, as deep fucking value? I can neither confirm uh, nor deny that. Um, some say it is so. I've been advised to not comment on that um, by the powers that be. So, so is is this Wall Street bets? For the, how, how should people think about what, what ODI is exactly, or the benefits of of community investing? Kyla, do you want to delve in, given your experience with uh, with TikTok investing and uh, in that community? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think it's pretty important to clarify that this is not uh, Wall Street bets, although like respectable work over there. I think this is more focused on long term portfolio building. It's more focused on developing a strategy around your entire life portfolio, for for lack of a better word. So rather than maybe um, speculating or, you know, kind of investing in meme stocks, it's how do you how do you think about your personal finances? So how do you think about retirement? How do you think about long term care for your family? How do you think about all these like little details that are really important to your financial life? And then along the way, how do you amplify your financial portfolio through investing in in cool things like crypto, um, maybe NFTs, maybe real estate, maybe equities? So it's sort of this overarching theme that we're we're trying to study. And as well as like, how do you think about things as an investor? Like, what's your financial psychology? How like we all have anxiety around money. So how do you think about that as an investor? And how do you make sure that you're managing it properly so you can actually execute upon this life portfolio? So it's definitely a little bit different than I think Wall Street bets would would be structured. But yeah. what happens if we like if we like the stock? If you like a stock, you invest in it, but you also have, you know, all these other things that you're actively thinking about. And, you know, if you're, if you need to allocate your money towards maybe putting a down payment on a house versus investing in a stock, that should be something that you consider and that you think about. Um, We're trying to maybe shift away from speculation and more so from a fundamental analysis perspective. Why do you like the stock? That sort of work. Yeah. And I think that's that's important just to kind of build on that. The three kind of questions that I think I, I'm really trying to clarify for each and every person that participates in ODI, or I should say we, Kyla and my I are trying to, is how do you build wealth? Like, what does it mean to build wealth? Um, how do you help more people build wealth uh, in your family, your friends, your communities, your own personal board of advisors that hopefully you emerge from ODI with? Um, and how do we, like, I think this last uh, one is is most important. How do we break away from this narrative that only institutions can do this? How do we have more robust psychologies, mental models, and frameworks towards our own personal finances and towards what allocation of capital we divulge to different assets, whether they be real estate, public equities, angel investing, um, NFTs, crypto, there's a whole world out there. How do we think critically and robustly about this and really make the conversation about personal finances uh, and the keyword there being personal because it is really, really individualized, um, less taboo uh, in this day and age. So it's more about how do we have the ability to engage or basically how do we teach people to think about things critically in a nuanced and uh, shrewd sense so that they can kind of set their own personal finances up for long-term compounding and and wealth creation. I think investing is simple. It's certainly not easy because oftentimes we get in our own way. So how do we stop people from shooting themselves in the foot, 
um, from getting caught up in frenzies and emotions and taking a step back and taking a really prudent approach to um, allocation of capital uh, and preservation and compounding of, of wealth. When, when we think about what else educationally goes into being an informed and strong investor that people might cover in this program, what else comes to, comes to mind? Kyla? Um, I think that so what I was talking about a little bit earlier, kind of like diving deep into financial psychology is really important because I think there's a lot of worries around money that we don't always talk about. Like it's pretty taboo. So I'm from you know Kentucky and it was pretty taboo to talk about money in, in that community. And, and even like I live in Los Angeles now, it's still like kind of weird and it's something that people skirt around. So I think like really diving deep into the mindset and the investment frameworks that you can explore are really important um, because like, you're going to have different risk preferences than like maybe your best friend or maybe your partner would have. And it's important that you invest like that too. Like if you can't sleep at night because of your investments, like that's not good. Um, so I think like really diving deep into psychology is something that ODI is, is um, planning to do and planning to explore and helping people uh, overcome maybe some of that anxiety and some of the taboo-ness around talking about money. Yeah, I would I would echo that. I think um, one of my favorite books. I'm a nerd and I love to to read and to write and to understand. Is this book called Investing: The Last Liberal Art? Um, and I love that kind of cognitive framework, investing as a liberal art, uh, an art that requires deep thought, critical analysis, um, prudent knowledge of psychology, of philosophy, um, of history of human behavior. Um, so I love conceiving of investing as a liberal art, like a discipline, a multidisciplinary study from which we can learn from the lessons of history, the lessons of, I would say, biology, even from evolution, the lessons um, from physics to really kind of have a lattice work of examples and mental models from which to draw when we're making these crucial decisions about our personal finances and where we want to uh, to invest our money either for the short term or or the long term, um, based upon where you are. Let's talk about other misconceptions uh, that people have around around investing. Kyla? I think what you mentioned earlier about, you know, is this Wall Street bets? I think that's a common misconception that's being priced into the market right now. It's sort of like this barbell extreme, like you're either all in or you're not in at all. Um, and I think like social media kind of amplifies that. And that's important to delineate is that you don't have to be all in. You don't have to exist in you know either tail end of the spectrum. Um, there can be a more balanced and a more maybe intentional approach to investing that that's important to explore. So I think like that extreme type of investing is, is scares a lot of people away. And it's important that you know one thing that ODI is hoping to do and, and will do is like you don't have to <laughs> have to have to be kind of a more speculative. And I think that ties into the idea of fear as well. Um, people are afraid of, of kind of tying up their money, quote unquote, in, in the markets. And so how do you explain that? Like, you know, actually, this is an investment, right? Like, it's not something that you should be afraid of and something that is harmful. It, it's, it's actually a lot more than that. It's a huge opportunity to build wealth. Um, so just explaining that and helping people kind of overcome that fear is really important. Um, and then I think also... You know, there's a certain investor that people tend to think of um, when they think of an investor and kind of um, shifting away from that. Like how like we like kind of diversifying the pool of investors uh, uh, of how we think of like the most typical investor. I would echo that. And I think um, to add to that, there's 
an insane amount of information asymmetry out there. I think the use of jargon is rampant. And I personally am not a fan of jargon because I think it masks thinking. If you can't describe something simply, if you can't describe it clearly, you probably don't understand it that well yourself. So how do we kind of shed light upon uh, this jargon, uh, upon accounting formulae, like upon different frameworks that individuals utilize that might seem scary and daunting from afar, but when you zoom in more closely um, are really, really legible uh, and are, are vital to understand as you kind of adjudicate what's right for your own personal situation. Um, I, I, I'll never forget, I used to work at Google um, and I, I would talk with my coworkers about investing. Um, and there were these really, really intelligent people making, I mean, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year said, Hey, how do you like allocate your money? Like you invested in the stock market or do you have any crypto or anything? Uh, and I'll never forget this one engineer over lunch. He's like, so he was so excited. He's like, Oh, you're never going to believe this. This is the best. Um, it's like, Oh, like, what'd you do? It's like, Oh, I just signed <laughs> a two year CD certificate of deposit for 2%. Isn't that incredible? It's like, Jim, no, like that's not going to be, be great. So, I mean, like, despite so many individuals out there, like having like a good amount of capital to invest, they just lack the knowledge to be able to make decisions that will benefit them in the next year, five years, 10 years, 15 years, um, particularly in an environment that's as kind of frenetic and, and crazy um, as this current one is. I mean, whether it be GameStop or NFTs Archegos, I mean, it's been uh, a wild, wild start of uh, of 2021. Totally. Why don't you guys unpack a bit how ODI differs from other investing programs? We are pretty focused on this life portfolio and the entire investment life cycle. With a lot of financial um, education programs or just like in different investment programs in general, it tends to be more focused on investment analysis and research because that, you know, is quote unquote, the more fun stuff. But I think it's really important that we consider ourselves investors, not only like in the markets, but also just in our life generally. Um, like money is limited, money is scarce. So what you could do with that is important. And so what ODI is going to accomplish is to cross this holistic investment life cycle. How do you allocate at all points in your life? Like I'm at a different point in my life than Tom, and we should be investing differently based on that. So like just helping people really get a good grasp of their where they're at and what they should maybe be doing and how they should think about um, how they're investing and also like all the psychology that underlines that. Right. So yeah, that's, that's a pretty big focus. I'm a, I'm a quote guy. So I'm going to throw a a quote out here. Um, This is from Joseph Tussman. It's one of my favorite quotes with regards to learning uh, and comprehension. Uh, It goes, what the pupil must learn, if he learns anything at all, is that the world will do most of the work for you, provided you cooperate with it by identifying how it really works and aligning with those realities. If we do not let the world teach us, it teaches us a lesson. So I think the things I want to home in on on that quote, and after all, good artists copy, great artists steal, so um, not my quote, that's that's Tussman's, but um, you have to identify um, how investing, how personal finance really works for you and align with those realities. And that comes not only from like the more fun kind of sexy stuff, which is delving into um, like assets and like investment analysis and things like that, but really like kind of per the Oracle of Delphi, like knowing thyself, knowing who you are, what your goals are, where you want to be. And then from those goals, working backwards in order to get your financial house in order, 
um, to invest in assets that have the risk return ratio that you're looking for, and then candidly getting out of the way. But in order to adjudicate these things, you really need to be able to separate signal from noise. So that's why we have a really stellar, um, in my opinion, lineup of speakers and founding fellows, because this is not just going to be Kyla and I um, speaking to uh, the kind of masses within ODI. I think the real value and real benefit of any on-deck program, um, ODI certainly included, is the makeup of the founding fellows, uh, the fellows, the speakers that come in, because it's a dialogue. It's not a lecture. And that's the most important thing. Let's have a dialogue about money, about personal finance, and about investing. Yeah. Most of our yeah programming across all cohorts is is peer-to-peer driven, and, and we're bringing in lots of people who have different expertise in, in various different uh, sort of, you know, segments of, of investing. And so uh, being in the cohort will, will lead to a lot, a lot of learning there. Why don't you unpack a bit more about what people can, can expect to get out of the program or by the end of it? Kyla, how about you? Yeah, I mean, I think a pretty big focus, and, and we're bringing in like all these incredible speakers to, to help uh, with this process, is sort of having a personalized investment strategy. So you'll have an idea of your own risk preferences. You'll have an idea of how you think about markets, what you like to invest in. Like maybe you actually really like real estate. So how do you allocate your portfolio that way? Um, And you'll have sort of this core strategy that's developed through mastermind groups, that's developed through um, listening to these speakers and and listening to the community as well. So I think strategy is just sort of the big uh, underlying goal here. Um, in being able to execute upon that too. Like how do you actually think about not only developing the strategy, but in the tools that you need in order to do so, but actually making decisions around that because that's where we tend to get stuck is making decisions. So ODI is going to um, encompass all, all, all of that. Yeah, and to that, I would add um, like one, you'll leave with a repository of research both driven by you and um, your, your fellows. A lot of individuals are going to be raising theses, raising suggestions, um, raising investment frameworks um, that are going to kind of go through the uh, the battle-tested uh, logic of, of mastermind groups of like really critical, um, respectful conversation to see like which ideas kind of percolate to the top, given someone's risk preference, where someone wants to allocate their capital, et cetera. And I think last, but certainly not least, Um, The idea that you have a community of individuals uh, that's almost like a personal board of advisors with whom you can converse, you can throw ideas off of, um, you can really ask questions and have these conversations because you know these people have been vetted by the on-deck team, they're respectful, they're generous, they're kind, and they have a bias towards giving um, because a rising tide can't tide, pardon me, candidly, um, raises all boats. So you just have a community of tremendous people with whom you can converse, quite frankly, uh, about all of these things. And that's um, just been an asset uh, across all on-deck programs, uh, not the least of which will be in uh, in non-deck investing. Yeah, and, and we'll have people sort of present their 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 strategies and their portfolio uh, constructions allocations and have them sort of defend them to to their peers and in that process sort of get in the in the weeds of, of why people you know think the way they do and others will will get to learn from it. J- just to, to that end, uh, Kylie, you mentioned sort of you know people's own sort of you know personal investing strategies. What's something that that you wish you knew earlier on about about your own personal investing strategy or? or a tip or, or, or something that you might want to leave the, the audience with just as a preview of what, um, you know, what might they expect when, when they start to learn about how to think about their own? 
Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I started trading when I was like super young and just super dumb. Um, so I think there's a lot of stuff I wish I uh, would have done differently, but I think like there's a lot that you can do to reduce your like overall um reduce the overall risk of your portfolio. And there's like different option techniques that you can implement if you have like pretty much a pure equity portfolio. So I think like just different risk management techniques. I wish I had been more intentional about allocation. I wish I had been more intentional about diversification and not been like all in on on some tech companies. Uh, So I think like that is just something that's super important is how do you build out a well-rounded portfolio? And that that is something that we are planning to really focus on in, in ODI. For me, my uh, my senior year of college is 2014, 2013, 2014. Uh, I was going to mine Bitcoin uh, with some computer science students. Uh, I did not do that, um, much to my regret. So I wish um, <laughs> that was a mistake that I certainly made that I wish I knew earlier. But the it's very it's simple again, but it's not easy. But time in the market beats time in the market. Time in the market is a fool's errand. Investing your money, letting it sit there and letting it compound is a tried and tested way to create wealth over the long term. Um, one of our speakers that's coming in, Nick Majuli, he has a great blog post on his blog of dollars and data. Uh, and I believe it's titled, um, Even God Can't Beat Dollar Cost Averaging. So investing um, over the long haul at a regular cadence um, to mitigate price volatility is the way to go. Um, and doing it earlier so that time is on your side, um, starting that process earlier is the uh, the best way forward. Any um, last things you want to leave the uh, our, our audience with, Tom? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm an open book. I love conversing about this stuff. If you have any questions about the program, uh, you can reach out to me on Twitter. Uh, I'm a novice on Twitter. I just joined, so be gentle. Um, it's Tom J. White IV. Um, and I also, you can reach out to me on my website, uh, tomwhitenoise.com. Um, but any and all questions about the program, about investing, I, I welcome them all because I really love to talk about this stuff. And, and Kyla? Yeah, yeah, I'm about the same. Uh, if you want, if you're on TikTok, um, I'm on there talking about this stuff. Uh, if you <laughs> want to follow, um, and then also on Twitter at Kyla Scanlon, uh, and yeah, I'm very accessible. Yeah, yeah, happy to answer any questions or just talk about the markets. And yeah, super excited to build this. Kyla, how, how does it feel to go, have gone super viral on TikTok? <laughs> um, it, it was actually so the the I posted a video about Archegos and the fund blow up, and it has almost a million. It has over a million impressions, um, which is just like really strange to think that like over a million people have you know, seeing my face. Um, it's, a, it's, it's really, it's, I just love talking about this stuff. And like the more people that we can bring into this conversation and help them realize like the markets really are that scary and they're not that inaccessible, the better. And if, you know, a TikTok about Goldman Sachs and Archegos is one way to do that, like more than merrier. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, for people who want to learn more, uh, we've just launched today. You can go to beyonddeck.com slash investing. We have an amazing uh, group of founding fellows and speakers, and we're really lucky to have Kyla and Tom leading it. Team, thanks so much for joining, and uh, and we're excited to uh, begin this cohort. Thanks, Eric. Amazing. Thanks so much, Eric. If you're an early stage entrepreneur, we'd love to hear from you. Check us out at villageglobal.vc.